Well, Australian wages grew a little less than expected yesterday, so that's helping keep the RBA on the narrow path to a soft landing. So does that mean there will be less rate hikes from the RBA this year? Could they drop one of those expected 25 basis points hikes, for example? Uh, There's a bid on wages today. In the UK, the government is uh, pushing up public sector wages to try and end the strikes. In Japan, two big motor companies have pushed wages up above inflation. So what will that do? Before any of that, though, the minutes of the latest FOMC meeting, hot off the press. We'll delve into that and uh, the market response as well. It's Thursday, the 23rd of February, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, bond yields have started to head back down, down three basis points for 10-year treasuries in the US, a bit more than that before the FOMC minute. So those minutes actually helped to push the uh, yields back up a little bit. Less of a fall in Europe, but they are still falling. And equities were bouncing back up, but they've changed their tune a bit later in the session, although most of the damage was done ahead of the Fed minutes, with the Dow falling a quarter percent, the S&P down 0.2%. The Nasdaq was up over 0.5%, but it's closing just in the green up uh, one-tenth of one percent at close. Uh, so a clear downward move in Europe, though. The FTSE 100 closed down 0.6%. The Eurostoxx 50 down 0.2%. The US dollar up 0.4% on the DXY, but the Aussie falling 0.7% this morning, down to 68 US cents. The pound also down 0.6% and a 0.4% drop in the euro. Uh, and the uh, minutes of the FOMC, they're just out. Ow! Ooh! Ooh! Hot off the press. Uh, and David DeGarris has put his gloves on to have a look at them. Uh, so, look, fairly hawkish minutes, it seems. So more hawkish than we've been hearing from the Fed. I mean, uh, is that possible, even? We know we know that uh, Vollard and Mester have been talking about, you know, they've favoured 50. Um, and the minutes say a few officials favoured or could have favoured or could have backed 50 basis points. So we know there are two that did favour it, but they're not voters. I guess there's one or two others that could have, but didn't, right. in, didn't but, in the end. But does that matter too much? It's where we go <sighs> from no, now. But it seems like there was some concern that if they were too lenient, uh, it might slow the you know the fall that we've been seeing inflation. So there's, there's still that expectation they need to go at a reasonable whack, isn't there? There is, and that's pretty much baked into the cake now. So we're back to sort of the market really pricing and what the, uh, the, the projections are from the Fed, you know, their dot plots and so forth, Phil. Um, so, so, so that's it. They're a little bit more formal in the minutes about, you know, they'd like financial conditions to reflect policy. Powell wasn't quite as obsessed with that, you know, because financial conditions do move around every day for all sorts of reasons. But, you know, stocks, yields and so forth. But um, not, a, not a big, not big takeaways. Well, we've had the press conference, so surely that gives us the, uh, mm. the essence of what was discussed at the meeting anyway. Right. So nothing new. This is an exciting way to start a podcast, isn't it? With nothing, no, no news at all. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, is there any expectation now of, of rate cuts at all this year from anyone, from, from investors, from the Fed, from analysts? I mean, anybody at all? Well, let's see how the next few, I mean, the, the staff... The minutes did say the staff think that recession is a plausible scenario. So you, presumably you need some quite weak payroll numbers to produce that sort of outcome. So mm. 
They're obviously going to be one of the important ones to watch, including after that last supersized one, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. And yesterday we learned that uh, the 30-year mortgage rate in the US is heading back up. It was heading down. It's up at 6.62%. It was at 6.18% in early February. And as you might imagine, a fall in mortgage applications uh, as a result of all of that. But perhaps that'll start coming back down again with the, uh, uh, the sorts of news that we've been getting today. But we'll see. Meanwhile, Australian wage inflation not as bad as it could have been. 3.3% year-on-year. This is the Q4 figure, still up on Q3, of course, so it's not going in the direction the RBA would like just yet. Uh, but it is it is along that narrow path that the RBA has has talked about. We are staying on the narrow path, Dave. Keeping, keeping the economy on an even keel. <laughs> I love a good cliche, Phil. <laughs> That's right. Let's try and get as many of them as we can. So uh, how much of this is down to, the, I mean, the increase that we have been seeing, mm. we've seen an increase in award yes, rates. Yes, the, the, the minimum, particularly the minimum wage. Yeah. That, was, that, that was the big one in last quarter, yes. So then presumably that means it will come down from, from this point onwards. Well, um, I think it, that, that was always the issue with the last one, how much of it was just the bunching of the minimum wage, which was, uh, you know, the annual increase from, what, 4.6 up to 5.2, apart from hospitality, tourism and aviation, which was delayed until October the 1st, you know, because of their tougher experience during COVID. So um, those effects were in this quarter, in theory anyway, and and all of the rest, which is the biggest part in the previous quarter. But even when you look at... um, those who got pay rises uh, in the December quarter, Phil, that was down from 43 to 4%. So uh, I think there yeah. is a sense there that we may be over that maximum, at least for the time being. Um, we have also seen, haven't we, that we saw in the NAB survey that labour costs uh, were pretty hefty through the, um, through the September quarter. You know, they increased to, I think the high was probably August when it, ratcheted up to about a 3.6% quarterly rate, and then by the end of the year, it come back to 2.1%. Now, it has gone back up to 26 in January, but I think there's, there's a sense there, that plus the fact that job ads have come off, vacancies and so forth, maybe just a little bit of heat has come out of the, the labour market. So Right, and yeah, bond yields are still up six basis points, or they were yesterday up to 3.87%, not much movement on that. No, no, although so, they were, they were, they were uh, a lot higher into the release and uh, the, mm. the line of least resistance for bonds, you know, US shorthand has been going higher this week, hasn't it, on very little information. So um, yes, uh, but the markets. I think there. I think for me, it, it releases some of that RBA uh, sort of extreme in, uh, anxiety. So I right. think they'll bring. But we're still, a big we're still expecting it. We're still expecting a four point one percent end game, though, aren't we? Still, you know, over the over the next three meetings, this well, uh, this doesn't change that picture at all. Well, it sort of reduces the risk of that a bit. Uh, I think, to mm. be to be quite frank, let's see how the numbers uh, roll. I'll be watching the next couple of NAB surveys pretty closely. I could say that the NAB survey, probably one of the three best to watch, is the wage price index, uh, and the um, the GDP compensation of employees and and the labour costs. So I think they're yeah. the one to watch. So we've had one of those three. I'll wait for yeah, the and we get now. the GDP numbers next week, of course, as well. And on, so we'll look at the wage component of that to see what it does. But also, I mean, the GDP numbers themselves might be a little bit low because we had uh, the uh, Q4 construction work done. We saw Indeed. a fall in Q4, um, which was a bit of a surprise as well. It was. Um, th- these numbers always 
uh, a move around and not just because of sort of economic factors and so forth. Depends upon, you know, project completions and they tend mm. to be quite lumpy. But non-residential building was down sharply. I think the new housing construction was up a couple of percent, but the renovation yeah. market took a, took a larger hit. Five percent drop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 5% drop in alteration. But th- that is because I think over the pandemic, everyone has done what they can to that. There's only so many new kitchens you can have in one lifetime, aren't there? So and it's got to go down. Kitchens, bathrooms, TVs. <laughs> if you had them all or, done. Or, is, or is it one more than what you previously had? Is that, is that anyway? I'm just doing a little bit flippant there, but um, but we don't don't want that on this podcast, obviously. But our bathroom's been waiting three years, we should get around to it soon. So, uh, just finishing off for the Australian story, then we get uh, a few speeches from the RBA today. So, maybe they'll hint at you know, maybe that you know, things are easing off. We get Michelle Bullock, for example, the deputy governor, talking this afternoon. Yes, well, I think she's been saying she said in those testimonies last week she thought. Just the edge has been taken off the tightness of the labour market, hopes that it would continue. Uh, mm. And they were forecasting, I think, 1% for wages in those forecasts they released last week. So the base for that will be a bit lower now. It should be proven uh, on on the basis of the evidence. So RBNZ, um, they lifted rates by 50 basis points, as expected. Uh, and yet 10-year bond yields up 11 basis points there, as though people weren't paying attention. Yes, it was, um, it was an interesting report. I guess uh, people were interested in their take on the, um, the floods and the cyclone and the damage that will come as yeah. a result of that. I mean, their, their formal line there is that they'll look through that. Um, they realise that, you know, the, uh, the no one knows what the extent of the, of the repair and the damage is and how long it will take and how it's going to be sequenced, Phil. Will it be reprioritised from other public works that would otherwise take place? So are I they get, looking through it or are they just saying we just don't know yet? It's too well, early to call. There's, there's an element of both those things. So they're saying that, you know, from a medium-term point of view, they're tending to look look through it. And, of course, they don't know. where the, the tallies haven't been drawn up and um, mm. what needs to be done and when. But, obviously, fiscal policy does play into RBA, uh, RBNZ thinking. So they can't avoid it entirely, I think. But yeah. generally speaking, uh, th- this is a one-off thing, right, rather than something that's going to go on and on. Yeah, so what impact it has on uh, on inflation, for example, it'd be difficult to tell, wouldn't it, if it's sort yes. of repair work. But, I mean, they still are aiming for that uh, high of about 5.5%, aren't they? Indeed. But sort of, Indeed. It might take a bit longer than envisaged, perhaps. That the, yes, that, that's the, the takeaway there. Uh, you know, the calculation suggests it'll take longer, uh, and they're strictly model-driven OCR path, you know, I think was 30 points lower than that, than than back in November, but they're sticking with that 5.5%. So, um, and the market seems to be sort of in, in line with that. So they wanted the market to be left with the view that um, the, their, their anti-inflation bias is still very much in, in play, uh, that, that they still think demand's running ahead of supply um, and they need the labour market to take, you know, need more heat taken out of the labour market fill. So, mm. you know, a 3.4% unemployment rate is just uh, too tight for them from an inflationary point of view. Yeah. Uh, but in Europe, confidence, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, it's starting to build, isn't it? So the German IFO came in on target. So an improvement. French business confidence is up a bit. Italian inflation, a bit lower than expected. Uh, so we're not seeing bad news right now coming out of out of Europe. No, no, it's been generally positive. And, um, you know, those PMIs yesterday, now the IFO uh, today and the uh, the NC business confidence survey are suggesting that 
some of the worst fears, you know, six months ago haven't born, been borne out and we've seen gas prices, energy prices come off a lot, lot less. Mm. Energy anxiety has obviously got a lot to do with it, Phil. So, so the business there seems to be, be stabilising and uh, forecasts are starting to reflect that. So I think yeah. people are, are right now are, are in the midst of revising their forecasts for countries like Germany. And interesting thing from those PMIs yesterday, Phil, was that the Apart from, it wasn't so much France and Germany, which were positive numbers, but the other economies are doing even better. We don't have those numbers yet, but certainly that's what mm. the Eurozone report um, said. And some good news from uh, from the UK as well, not uh, not over the Northern Ireland Protocol that Gavin told us was going to be sorted out this week. That's still not being sorted out. But um, but, but um, the strike action, which is uh, all over the place, the uh, FT is reporting that the UK government might offer public sector workers a 5% pay increase to end the wave of strikes. That means they'll just be sort of 5% down in the living standards. But, uh, you know, 5% is better than what they were offering around 3%. Uh, this is because they had this thirty billion dollar improvement in the in, in the budget deficit. Mm. Um, so, they're, but they're borrowing less, so they can afford to do it more. Mm. So, maybe I mean that could be good news. Five percent pay increase might just be enough. Might just be the, a realistic enough number for people it, to get it, back to work. It's probably the sort of number that the Bank of England can live with, Phil. I think much mm. much better than a ten percent rise. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. so good for the Bank of England. Not so good for the Bank of Japan. Uh, this is one of those segues we do on this podcast. <laughs> Lovely work. Because five percent is also how much Toyota and Honda have agreed to lift wages by, and the fear is that other companies are therefore going to follow suit. Whereas, of course, Governor Kuroda has said he wants companies to to keep their wage increases to to three percent. Five percent in Japan right now could be inflationary, couldn't it? If it's right across all the board, all depends on how fast productivity is growing. Yeah, right. Robots and high tech and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm sure Toyota will get, manage to get out some get out their K's and textbook K's and textbooks again and <laughs> um, ramp that up, Phil. <laughs> and of course, the robots don't ask for more money. That's the beautiful thing about them, isn't it? And coming up, Canada's average weekly earnings uh, was 4.2 percent year on year in November. This uh, we'll see what the December read is. We get the USA weekly jobless claims as well, which are going up very slowly. Fairly quiet, 24 hours really, but uh, that's it for now. Good on you, Phil. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. I don't think we missed anything. We just got through it a bit quicker today. That's it for the morning call for this Thursday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow. See you then.